0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
2: Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.
3: Ah, welcome to the program. Dan and the Danette, Dan Patrick Show on this Thursday. It's hour two. Had a lot of fun. We kind of geeked out a little bit. Fanboyed with Big Poppy David Ortiz who joined us. And I think we were blown away by that great Boston accent that uh, he's acquired all those years in Boston. He's a bigger dude than you think when you're around him. And there's certain guys, but uh, there's no confusing that uh, that's Big Poppy there. All uh 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at Show. McLevin, did we settle on a poll question? By the yeah. way, we started with the Ant's apoplectic, that another show, and I said, why are you watching another show prior to the start of our show? And uh, they were all upset that uh, one of the shows that tells you to get up in the morning was uh, had the question mark of, if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, is he in the conversation of greatest of all time? And I went... Okay, but that's what that's what they're trying to do. All these shows are trying to slap something up there and say, "All right, now cuz I don't know how many times you see the the topic bar on TV and go, "All right, let me see what they're saying about this." That's all they're trying to do. How do I entice you? And there's there's no real controversy with this year's Super Bowl. I guess they're trying to create one with uh, Patrick Mahomes greatest of all time? Converse you know, question mark? Yeah, McLovin.
4: It's what we do. I mean, they go to No, not what we do. I well, no, we don't. But I mean, like, there's LeBron goat conversation all the time, and I guess that's well, <laughs> a little more justified. Le- LeBron's LeBron played 20 years, McLovin. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's got a lot of Patrick left to Mahomes prove. is in his third year. See, you got to you got to get with the times, yeah It's twenty twenty. I, mean, I know,
3: I I know, I I'm, I'm too old for this. I think because I I can't do it.
4: Because I mean, it,
3: I can't do that you're to saying the audience. It,
4: it's clearly Lamar Jackson is the goat. Of not... <laughs> course he is.
3: I'm waiting for that conversation. If he had won the uh, Super Bowl, would he have been in the conversation? Greatest of all time? Hyperbole. Yes. I mean, Mahomes is the modern day Aaron Rodgers from the standpoint of every throw, athletic and unique. Um, and can he, if he wins his Super Bowl? then, you know, okay, now you've taken that first step, and there's so many great quarterbacks who never won one, got to play for you know a Super Bowl. But that doesn't put you in the conversation. Even if Russell Wilson had two, would Russell Wilson be in the conversation, the greatest of all time? And the answer is no, he would not. Different quarterback, because we're stats-driven, and Mahomes puts up big numbers. Yes, Paul?
0: How about this one? Let's say Mahomes plays a great game, wins Super Bowl MVP, and he wins it for his team on Sunday. Could you make a statement that the Best quarterback in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes, and there's not a really good argument against it. Could you make that statement on Monday? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. That's more current, and that doesn't bring in everyone in history. Yeah, I need a little more of a
3: sample size with the quarterback, the greatest of all time, than three years. Yes, McLovin.
4: Kirk is standing over there sheepishly looking down at his shoes <laughs> when you brought that up. Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, yeah. I, I
3: didn't want to look over there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: I, <laughs> no, he's watching us closely. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: So, what's the poll question? Uh, I did order? put
4: up the 17 game question. If you were a player, oh, okay. would you play? Right. Want to play 17 games? Interestingly, 64% said no. So the fans are like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't
3: need another one. I, I, if you want to have another round of wild card games or put in two more wild card teams, I'm fine with that. If you have a 17 game schedule, then you got to put in, you got to make it worthwhile for a couple more postseason teams. But I don't think the NFL can go. We're going to preach safety and then add one more game because from what I'm told. Jerry Jones values that extra week at a billion dollars. Now you go into these negotiations with these TV networks. What am I getting as a player for that extra game there? And is it worth it? All right. Our next guest is known for asking rhetorical questions after big victories and driving a minivan. He earned Academic All-American honors at Michigan State for being a kinesiology major, which means he's basically a gym teacher. Even though it's Thursday, Dan Patrick Show fans know how much he loves Friday, Friday. Please welcome the Vikings quarterback, Kirk D. Cousins. Yeah. looking to be here. Looking good, buddy. Thank you for coming by. Guys, how we doing? Kirk D. Cousins. See, I I made this mistake. I would I would go Kirk Cousins and then it sounded like it was saying K U R T. Right, can't so, do that. So I had to slow it down a little bit. So you're always Kirk D
5: Cousins. I love it. I don't even know what your middle name is. Daniel. Oh, okay. Well, then the, the D works. That worked. And, out. Uh, Kirk it, it you're just right just saying Kirk the way you do. Kirk
3: D Cousins. Uh, what did you make of our conversation of adding another like a 17th game for the regular season? Where do you stand?
5: Well, I don't think that players' bodies need a seventeenth game, but uh there are other things to gain you know if if uh Jerry Jones is valuing at a billion dollars of extra revenue, players are going to get a portion of that, and uh, when you have such a small window to play professional sports, it would seem a portion of a billion dollars is going is going to help players' careers and post careers yeah. so that's kind of the value is you know giving one more week for potentially an earning potential that, that could really help guys. What about adding another bye week? I think that also makes the 17 games easier to take. If, if you can give guys another break at some point in the season, I know that we really look forward to our bye week. It's a big deal, and it may extend the season, but if it makes playing 17 games more physically doable, then I think it's something to talk about. I'm pretty much open to anything as, as long as there's a, a give and take. How do you feel on Mondays normally during the season? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wake up pretty sore, and I don't even play the most physical position by any means. In fact, quarterbacks getting safer and safer every year. But, uh, you know, you feel like you've been in a car accident. I mean, all the muscles in your neck are sore. Uh, it hurts to turn your head. Um, and that's just playing quarterback, you know, getting hit and your head hitting the ground a few times. I can't imagine if it's play after play after play as a center or a guard or a, or a three technique. So, it's a grind and uh, but you, you make it a priority to get healthy and by Friday or Saturday you're feeling good again and then you get in another car accident. <laughs>
3: but do you would you do anything to play in a game? like if they said we're gonna shoot you up you know
5: uh, you got to talk about you know what are the long-term ramifications Is this a steroid that's going to be degenerative? Is it going to have long-term effects? But certainly if you know, I remember in college we were playing for a big Ten championship. it was near the end of the year having a great year. I was in a lot of pain. I said, shoot me up. i got to get through this half. we got to win a Big Ten title, and, and that'll be with me the rest of my life. So you do it, you get through it, but if it's every week I need to get shot up, that's something where I think you start to hurt yourself for the long run. Well, you're 31. you got a couple of kids. Now, you know, if you're 22,
3: you think right. a whole lot different. When, no doubt. No doubt.
5: Know. Yeah, I, I guess you probably don't have as much of the long view in mind when you're younger, but... They do a good job now educating players. I think even the media has done a good job of, of educating just the casual fan on the physical you know, challenges of playing this game. And as, as long as you know the risks and can have the right information, then you can make the right decision for you and, and your family.
3: What do you remember about that 49ers game?
5: We got the break speed off us. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you put us in...
3: Back there at your position, yeah. when you can sense guys are coming at you pretty right. good. That secondary's really good. Right. Like how how quick do you have to process everything against the Niners defense?
5: Yeah, they're the real deal. I feel like both teams deserve to be in the Super Bowl, which is great because they're they're deserving, they've beaten good teams on the way there, and all year long when they were healthy, they looked like the you know, two of the best teams. So I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, we were close with them in the first half. Eric Hendricks gets an interception we're down 14-7 and we have a chance to go in at the end of the half 14-14 we end up kicking a field goal instead it's 14-10 so we felt like hey we're right there we're kicking off to them so we're gonna have to get a stop but then they went down and scored and then we never really were able to do anything offensively in the second half and 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 lost 27-10 so it was really the second half of that game they just took it to us and controlled the line of scrimmage and um, like you said it's it's tough when they're coming at you, and they know you have to throw it. You know, you kind of play into their hands. More concerned about the defensive
3: front or the secondary?
5: I think it all starts with the front, a pass rush. But when you look at it, that's the way it is on all teams. You know, if you can get a great pass rush or a great front that can stop the run, everybody benefits. If if you don't have a great pass rush and you have great cover guys, usually you can still get after those great cover guys because, you know, a pass rush isn't getting home. So uh, it starts with the, with the front.
3: If Patrick Mahomes called you and said, hey, can you help me a little bit here? What would you tell him?
5: I'd say make sure you keep the lead uh, (laughs) so that they're not pinning their ears back and coming after you. He also, again, when you're as talented as he is and you run around, you wonder, can he start to negate the pass rush or nullify it by playing the way he plays? And does that style, you know, help them against such a good defense? Um, because so many of their coverage rules and things are based on the fact that you're going to sit back there and they're going to get home. Um, I also know with, with Andy Reid's play calling, I would think that that's going to you know be an asset for them. But keep a lead, see if you can run the ball a little bit, and if you can, you know, I think it's anybody's game. We're talking to uh, Kirk D. Cousins joining us,
3: the annual uh, Kirk Cousins football camp. How would you do if I brought my guys in
5: here? Like, how good a teacher are you? Oh, I can teach them the game. Really? Yeah, how to throw? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. How do you think I got where I am? I, I'm definitely not Mahomes when it comes to uh, natural, uh, you know, being a magician. Build me the perfect quarterback. Well, I think height's important. Uh, I say that, and then you got guys like Russell Wilson and Kyler <laughs> Murray who are rock stars. Um, but I think it helps to see over the line of scrimmage. If you have to, if you can have it, I take it. Okay, who's height? I think six five. So Tannehill. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I think height helps. I think uh, agility is a big deal. So if you can be six five and have Russell Wilson's agility, I think okay. that's that's a, a hard to beat. Arm. You want big hands. Big hands. You know what's interesting about like a Russell Wilson or a Drew Brees is they may be their height, but their hand size would be equivalent to someone who's six five or six six, and I think that's really important to not fumble to be able to throw a good spiral. You got to have you know big hands. How big are your hands? Mine are mine are decent. I don't know what they usually measure here to here, but I would try to get measurements in all different directions if I'm evaluating. And I think mine would be equate to guys probably six four, six five. I got guys who
3: try to stretch their hands. Yeah, like, like there are exercises to stretch your hand. Yeah, before that's the probably combine.
5: more to pass the test, but it's yeah. going to be a false positive in terms of what you're actually going to be able to do. It's kind of like when you wear multiple socks for your height. I, did you do that? I did everything I could. I drank like 15 bottles of water before I weighed in because I'm pretty skinny. So <laughs> I weighed in at 214 and a half at the combine. I haven't weighed over 205 since then. But Paulie, I was 214 for yes, the combine. Yes, Paul.
0: I got the official hand measurement for Kirk Cousins okay. at the combine. Okay. Okay. Nine and seven eighths inches. Did you want that rounded up?
5: Yeah, I would have appreciated that rounded up. See, I'm also six two and five eighths. So I say, really, I'm six three if you ask at a dinner party because you round up, right? that's just that's just the correct approach do you care who wins this game I really don't I, I want to see a good game um, I probably have closer relationships to people on the 49ers so I find myself pulling for Kyle Shanahan and some of his coaching staff but uh, and you know also being a part of the NFC probably the team that beats you it would be nice to see them win it all so you can feel like you could claim a, a second place of sorts <laughs>
3: All right, uh, if you want to give a plug for your uh, football yeah. camp?
5: Yeah, we got our football camp this summer. We hold one both in Minnesota and in my hometown in Michigan, kirkcousins.org. Our website is where you can sign up to go, but we'd love to have anybody come out for middle school boys going into sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And uh, we put on a great camp for two days, a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully people can, can uh, be able to attend. It's
3: a good problem to have to make the money you make, but it feels like your name and how much <laughs> you make, it's it's, it's together. Like when I sure. say Kirk Cousins, it's eighty-four million dollars, guarantee. Yeah, right? Would you prefer that you didn't make that, or that we didn't know about that?
5: <laughs> I would just, I would just prefer that there would be an awareness that that's the going rate right now for quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is in the Super Bowl. We essentially have the same contract. So, uh, you know, it, it's just part of playing quarterback in the NFL. If you play it well, there's a market rate, and uh, and that's what it is. And currently, I mean, the, the rate. Has certainly gone up, you know, with guys like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and Russell and Aaron signing extensions. Matt Ryan, you know, the number keeps going up. It's a moving target, but uh, um, but
3: nobody's nobody ever. I don't know of any other quarterback where we mention how much they how much they make.
5: And I'm not quite sure why that is. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if it was because the contract was guaranteed. But I mean, I think all quarterbacks' contracts are pretty much guaranteed. Nobody's cutting yeah. Matt Ryan. Nobody's cutting. Aaron Rodgers. So whether it's guaranteed or not, it might as well be. But uh, yeah, for some reason, people are fascinated with with the contract I signed, even though it seems like it's pretty much what everybody's done that plays the quarterback well, position. Well,
3: weren't you the first gar- all guaranteed? Right. Okay. Right. That's probably why.
5: That, yeah, it didn't really change the dollars. Yeah, it's actually a win win because I took a little bit of a discount, a little more cap space, and then was able to get it fully guaranteed. So it's really a win win. The player's happy and the team is happy. Um, but I guess the words fully guaranteed for some reason jump off the page, but it's really not logical when you actually look at the the math. Is it would you rather talk about the 49ers than your contract? Yes. <laughs>
3: I'd
5: rather talk Xs and Os, hand size, my height. I know, but you could have made more money from the Jets. Correct. Yeah, we were uh in a position there, but we felt like it all comes down to and you guys know this as a quarterback, it's about winning. And we just said, where's the best place for us to have a chance to win? We felt like it was Minnesota. Along with that came high expectations, certainly. And we've lived with that. But uh, I don't really care about expectations or people talking about how much you make. If we got a great chance to win, that's where I want to be, you know? What do people say to you when you walk down the street? You like that? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no doubt. I, mean, I think it's kind of the phrase that people say when they're not going to stop me for a picture. They'll just walk past me and then go, you like that? Uh, I heard Jim Mora one time say that when he walks down the street, people will pass him and then go, playoffs? <laughs> and uh, I guess for me, it's, it's you like that. Did you make a T-shirt? We, we, I think the NFLPA did, uh, we did a couple things right away back in 2015. And then any, any revenue that came in, we gave to a charity, which was great. Uh, but, uh, since then, it's pretty much been dormant. And, uh, got, you know, we have fun with it whenever it comes up. Just the look on your face when you came (laughs)
3: off the field. Like, who, who is that? Who is that guy? Yeah,
5: I know. It's, uh, it's funny because that's really the intensity I play with is more that guy. But, I feel like when I'm away from the field to be that guy, uh, I might get myself in trouble. So I try to, you know, tone it down for the DP show. But <laughs> Well,
3: but who's the guy, though, that when you see him on the field and then see him off the field, and he's completely different? Yeah, it?
5: I think Luke Kuechly one of those guys. I mean, Luke plays the game with his hair on fire. And I remember when I, I trained with him before the draft, and he was like the nicest guy, uh, very mild-mannered. And then when we play him on the field, I mean, he wanted to kill you. And, uh, does he say funny. stuff to you? He was just, he was just passionate. You could just hear with the, you know, in between plays, uh, if there was a questionable call, he's, he's with the refs, he's yelling at you. Um, <laughs> and you respected it. You say, this is why he's Luke Keekley, why he's one of the best players in the league is because of the passion he brings to the game. But then he steps away from the field and he's, you know, just so mild mannered and friendly and, you know, different, different guy.
3: Anybody make you nervous though? Like
5: crazy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's nobody really nowadays who's like foaming at the mouth. And, you know, I think of like Bill Romanowski and some of those guys. Hines Ward told me that even
3: the Steelers were afraid of James Harrison, who was on their team. Yeah,
5: James kind of had that vibe. (laughs) James had that vibe. I was kind of coming up as he was on the way out, but he definitely had that vibe. Um, Nowadays, it's just really good players. I mean, whether it was J.J. Watt or Chandler Jones or whoever, you just are aware of them, that they can ruin your day if if you let them. But they don't nobody says anything to you? They're not saying I want to rip your head off and eat your heart out or anything like that. No. For the most part it's hey man how how are the kids? How you doing? And Wait, I'll be coming act, next play. In the pile they're saying hey how are the kids? I mean not every play, but you'll hear stuff. Guys are nice, but then between the whistles, yeah, it's it's people are trying to feed their families. They're going 100 miles an hour.
3: For more information on uh, Kirk D. Cousins <laughs> football camp, uh, you can go to kirkcousins.org. Is that best place That's to right.
5: go? Best place to go.
3: Hey, we always appreciate the time that you have for us. Absolutely. And uh, we wish you the best, and it's great. it's been great knowing you since you were at Thank Michigan you. State. And, uh, Likewise. See- yes, McLovin, what?
4: Uh, are we going to be able to throw because Kirk, you know, is I'd always say it's more of a precision passer than a power passer, so
5: I, I want to catch one with one hand. Because I think Ooh. Could you... I hurt your finger last year throwing, throwing it hard, so maybe this year we can do a touch pass. Uh, Is that I, how he, he yeah. hurt your
4: finger last year?
5: Well, I, I told him that to make him feel better, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. It's all misinformation around here. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, then,
3: well, then during the commercial break, uh, maybe three passes to McLovin.
4: Okay, gladly. If I put my hand up, can you hit it from 15 yards away? <laughs> oh, I think
3: so. Wow. I think so. No, no, he's giving you grief here, Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> no, just so no, you know. no, no. Yeah, I, you I, are. You're making fun of Kurt. I'm not making He's trying to make you angry, Kurt. It's hard. You you're, can't do you're it. You're way too I'm nice. in sunny
5: Miami, Florida. You can't do it. Oh.
3: We'll take a break. Dak Prescott will join us coming up next. It's 20 after the hour. This is The Dan Patrick Show.
0: Hey, it's Paulie Paps from The Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's the big podcast. With Shaq, of course it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the Diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode.
2: Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.
4: Uh, my life kind of flashed before me there for a second, but I don't really know what happened. I, I really don't even remember it. All I know is I was catching easy passes, and then it was like I kind of saw the ball coming, but my body just went down to the ground out of well, you, fight or flight.
3: Yeah, Kirk Cousins was throwing some passes at McLovin, and McLovin loves to tug on Superman's cape. So every quarterback that we have, it's like a roast that you have, and then these guys want to light you up. I thought Aaron Rodgers... W- actually could have killed you. If he hit you in the heart last year or Minnesota, he would have killed you.
4: Yeah. but well, this one was scary, though, because, you know, I, I watch Kirk Cousins play. I didn't expect him to throw the ball hard. <laughs> <My> <laughs> what are you doing? Dak's <laughs> over there looking at me like he, I'm in big he, trouble. He,
3: he knocked you down.
4: Oh, but so I didn't see it. Was it going as fast as it I thought it was? It going was going
3: really fast. Like, not many receivers curl up in a fetal position, but you did. Like, they don't encourage that on an NFL field. All right, next guest. After a prolific career with Mississippi State, our following guests fell behind quarterbacks like Paxton Lynch, Christian Hackenberg, and Connor Cook in the 2016 draft. But he soon became the starting quarterback for the Cowboys, and apparently he may be due for a new contract. I think I heard something about that somewhere, like every day from the last couple of months. But no matter how much money he makes, I still think of him as the quarterback who shook his own hand when he was with us the last time. Please welcome one of our favorites. Dak Prescott. Oh. Is this me here? Yeah. Oh, it's all right. Perfect. See, what what's it going to be like where everybody knows what you make and attaches that that con- Just like Kirk Cousins. It's a good you know problem to have. But here's Kirk who's known as Kirk Cousins, who makes eighty-four million dollars, guarantee. Are you ready for that? I mean,
6: I think that's a good problem. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Kirk's arguing anybody with his name. Uh, so,
3: yeah. how often does it come up with with that? Not the media,
6: right? With family? Uh, with family, never. Um, my family knows how I am. They know the way that I think. Uh, close friends, the same way. Teammates, the same way. Uh, it's never really brought up. Uh, just with the media. Um, so, unless I'm doing things like this. It's not even a thought that comes into my head. I have people that I trust uh, that are going to get it done.
3: See, I thought it was going to get done prior to the start of the season. Me too. And I was told that it was going to get done like over a weekend before the start of the season. How close was it to getting done?
6: Um, I don't know if it was that close. Uh, I can't say that I'm not disappointed that it it didn't get done, but I'm definitely confident that it will. Uh, There's nothing in me that I have any doubt that that my team, that the Cowboys, uh, will work something out and it will be good for us both.
3: Yeah, it's just awkward, though, because you bet on yourself, though, right? Yeah. Is that what the, you know, like that was the logic when the season started. It's like, all right, we can't get it done. I'll show you what I can do.
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, once once you started the season with that, once I started the season without a contract, that's what it was. Uh, and then after about four or five games in, we, contract talks were over, uh, nothing even being discussed. And as you said, I bet it on myself. And uh, here we are.
3: If you were a first-round draft pick, yeah. how do you think? That you would be. It feels like there are guys like Russell Wilson. It took him a long time before people were looking at him, going, "Like he's a great quarterback. He's going to the Hall of Fame." It it felt like he had to keep proving himself. And I don't know if you're not a first-round pick at that position, we still tend to look at quarterbacks and go, "Yeah, but he was a third-round pick, or he was a fourth-round pick." Brady had a chip, still has a chip on his shoulder,
6: and I think that. Uh, Brady being drafted where he is 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 part of his greatness. Um, I think that's something that drives him each and every day. So uh, when, like you said, when you're not drafting the top the top round or the top two rounds, um, there's always that stigma is that he can't do it. He's not the franchise quarterback. But somebody like me, I've been doubted my whole life. Uh, so it's it's nothing new. Um, it's something that I actually enjoy. I uh, just go out there and prove people wrong, and um, I have all the confidence in myself, and I know what I'm capable of.
3: When was your welcome to the NFL moment? Like a hit or? you see somebody on the field or was there anything where you kind of go wow okay this is real
6: um I don't I don't necessarily know if it was in a game I mean I want to say it was like the first OTA or so the first or the second OTA and it was simply just pat and go and uh I was throwing it to Jason Witten and I think I've told this story before as as pat and go as everybody knows it's, I mean it's uh that, that's to look pretty that's just to look good and I was throwing it to Jason Witten and I mean the ball may have been A yard outstretched and all jason had to do is extend his arms a little bit maybe speed up a tad if he wanted to uh but he gave me the alligator arms real short let the ball goes over his head uh and then throws his arms up and and says something um that i won't say on on camera and so i'm just looking at him like that wasn't that bad of a ball uh but then once i once i thought about it and understood what he was doing he was just showing me what it takes to be in the league um the accuracy the precision and just uh just the details and we laugh about it to this day but that was the moment i'm like "Geez, like i i get what you're doing but uh jason was tough on me from day one Do you have that welcome to the nfl hit i can't say i have uh well that's good yeah i mean i ran the ball a bunch in college and played alabama uh and they gave me a few good hits uh so yeah i haven't had that in the nfl thankfully
3: did nick saban recruit you no he didn't uh-oh
6: i'm sorry that you didn't care no i didn't care
3: Oh, so some guys use that as motivation.
6: I mean, sure, it's motivation, but, I mean, I wouldn't have went and played there anyways. I don't think uh, (laughs) I've ever been a fan, so
3: I'm fine. Okay, if not Mississippi State, then?
6: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Mississippi State, it probably would have been LSU, uh, just because of the whole process. Uh, Kid from Louisiana, got recruited by LSU, but I was already committed to Mississippi State at the time. I stuck with my word with Coach Mullen. Uh, I went to Mississippi State, but if it wasn't for that, I probably would end up at LSU.
3: How often did you talk to Tim Tebow? I know you were 15 as a, I believe, a tribute to, to Tim Tebow. Yeah. Like, do you see him? Have you talked to him? When's the last time you spoke to Tim Tebow?
6: Yeah, the last time I spoke to Tim, uh, maybe a couple of off seasons ago, uh, talking about his charity golf tournament. But Tim, somebody that I got to meet because of Coach Mullen, uh, just through the process and got to meet him as I was in college and shared some words. Can't say that um, it was ever just a, a mentorship or anything like oh, okay. that, but uh, he's a friend.
3: Uh, we're talking to Dak Prescott, and uh, you might have heard this. He might be in line for a contract or something like that. We'll move on from that. Mahomes <laughs> is going Mahomes is now the one that they're talking about. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars. Deservingly. Okay. For sure. What are you driving these days, by the way?
6: Uh, I mean, uh, my Escalade. <laughs> my Escalade that I still got uh, uh, before I got drafted.
3: Wait, you're still driving the same yeah, car? Yeah, I haven't you
6: got- been paid. What else am oh. I going to drive?
3: What are you going to buy? What do you not have that you want to buy?
6: Yeah, there's, I, I don't, there's, there's not anything. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. Um, I've made some money. I've made some good money. Uh, thankful, thankful, obviously, uh, to Sleep Number and uh, to some of my great sponsors. Uh, so, I mean, there's not anything that, that I want the money to buy. Um, it'll just be a blessing. It'll be something um, that'll, that'll change generations in my family.
3: There's got to be a car that you go. That's my dream car.
6: I mean, I've got an Aston Martin too. Okay, so there mean, you go. Yeah. There you go.
3: Didn't uh, is Tom Brady, is he an Aston Martin? I think he is. He is.
6: Yeah. Good. <laughs> hey, I mean, the guy's got six Super Bowls, too.
3: Yeah. What makes him, what, like, you look at these guys, and quarterbacks, you know, like musicians or sports cats, we're always looking to steal something. Right. You know, shooters in basketball. Like, what do you, what do you pick from guys? What would you take from Brady if you could?
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously just the consistency, how long he's done it. Uh, I mean, a guy like that, you can obviously tell he's he prepares. He prepares the right way, and he prepares for anything. Um, and he's just been doing it for such a long time at such a high level. Uh, for me, it would just be the preparation and how to stay healthy. Uh, what what can I do to make sure my body um, is its best? Uh, and that's why I'm here on behalf of Sleep Number uh, talking about that. That's my advantage is um, I started working with Sleep Number a couple of years ago, and the moment I did, the moment I got to bed, I noticed a difference. Um, for me, it's about, I, I, track, I track my, my weight lifting, I track my eating, so why not track my sleep um, if I know that it's going to make me a better player?
3: Look at that. We started on Tom Brady and then went to Sleep Number, which is a sponsor of ours. So, I mean, I know my sleep number setting is 75. I'm 40. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a little bit better than you when it comes so. to sleep.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it's measured, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you went to the line of scrimmage and you go, this is going to be a touchdown?
6: I do it often. Uh, I did it in the Redskins game. Um, the The touchdown to Michael Gallup back in the zone, he went up high and caught it. Um, that happens a lot. I mean, and that comes from the preparation, talking about Tom Brady and how much you prepare. Uh, when you studied film and you know what a defense is doing and you've studied plays and you've game-planned, and when a coach calls in that play, you get to the line, and that play was meant for that defense, uh, yeah, your mouth starts watering and uh, you know it's about to happen.
3: What's your favorite audible? Like, do you have a, a, a good call? Because Omaha, Omaha is pretty, right. pretty good.
6: Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of them. I mean, I wouldn't want to say them because, obviously, when you hear it, uh, you know that's his favorite and that's that play again. So I won't give that away. Would
3: you have a dummy one that you could? Well, then you'd be telling us that it's a dummy one. Then the defense will know. Them.
6: Nah, I still don't want to give that away.
3: Okay, how about you just gave one for us next year?
6: I can What do you want me to say? I'll make I mean. McLovin. McLovin.
3: It's can you done. just walk up and go? Yeah.
6: Over. McLovin, McLovin. Yeah. McLovin to 52. McLovin to yeah. 52. Yeah. Is that, that a...
3: I mean, that's not a big deal to ask, no. right?
6: That's easy. That's easy. I'm always looking for terms and words to add, So, McLovin.
3: Yeah, just just yeah. walk up there and just point out Mike linebacker and then yell out McLovin, McLovin. McLovin,
6: McLovin. Yeah.
3: Aaron Rodgers is pretty good at the line of scrimmage.
6: Yes, <laughs> he, is. he is.
3: Have you been able to kind of mimic what he Like, do you sample how guys call a play at the line of scrimmage?
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're watching games, you're, you're checking out guys' demeanor, the way the guys... Uh, like you said, the, the way they attack the line of scrimmage, call their plays, get the team in the right situation. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously, I go back and I think about Peyton Manning. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is nothing, nothing short of being great. Of getting his team in the right, uh, the right play, dummy signals, dummy plays that aren't meaning anything, and getting to the play that he wants. Uh, and it's impressive.
3: You said the right thing when you were asked if you were going to uh, get in touch with Aaron Rodgers to talk about Mike McCarthy. Now that he's your head coach. You, you did. You gave the smart answer, and that is no. I I want to I want to experience this on my own. I don't want to. I want to have a clean slate. Basically, sure. is what you're saying. Uh, why did you uh, say that?
6: Yeah, I just don't want anybody else's opinion to to misshape how I see someone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think every relationship is individual, and for me, that's what it's about. That's how I go into it with my teammates. That's how I go to it with coaches. I want to get them get to know them for myself, and not for for what anybody else has told me how they are or their ways. Um, I'll figure that out myself, and we'll create our own relationship.
3: The whole the, the, the hip thing that NBC caught you doing, how yeah. long have you been doing that hip thing?
6: Uh, two years or so. There's and guys in the ever... league that has been doing it way longer than me.
3: Who yeah. started the little hip thing?
6: I mean, it comes from Tom House and the guys I trained with. Uh, so, I mean... Brady, Breeze, uh, Matt Ryan, I'm sure I could keep going down the list of guys that, that I know that work with that group, and and they, and they do the hip thrust as well. But for some reason, it gets coined the DAG dance.
3: I, so. I, I Well, we've had Tom House on the show before, right. and he oh, okay. talks about that creating that torque. Yes. And, and a lot of guys throw with their arms, and you've really got to be using your hips, your body, for sure. which is what Brady does. We tried it, but I think we pulled a groin. We when, tried when, it. We, we, we all did. We all tried. Yes, Paulie.
0: We pulled all our groins, like (laughs) both
6: sides. (laughs) Yeah, well, we can work on that. Uh, We'll get you all right.
3: And and recapping the um, embarrassing moment we had outside of our New York studio a couple of years ago where we went outside to throw the football, and Dak was out there, and and I was ready to wrap the segment and go back up on the air. And Dak put his hand out like this. I didn't see him. I had already turned, and then you grab your own hand and shake Ah, your own hand. (laughs) And I said, hey, 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 that guy can be my quarterback right there. I've never seen Peyton Manning adjust like
6: that. Yeah, I mean, on the fly, look, you left me hanging. Man. I did. I did. <laughs> I,
3: I left you hanging. I didn't give you any dap there. Uh, uh, get in your plug again for Sleep Number. We know it quite well. Uh, one of They've been around with us about 10 years, so we are well-versed in how great Sleep Number is.
6: Yeah, Sleep Number is great. I mean, obviously, I'm thankful for Sleep Number allowing me to be here in Miami. I speak on their behalf, but... Um, it's been a competitive edge for me, and uh, now I'm sharing it with everybody else, but um, sleep is everything. Uh, sleep is, is like a computer, right? Your body is like a computer. If it tells you to rest, uh, do that. Don't fight it. Listen to it. Um, and if you're smart, you do it in the sleep number bed. That's what I do it. Um, on, off the field, uh, I've got an advantage, and I believe it's because of sleep number. And your sleep number setting is 40? It's 40. Yeah. I've been playing with it lately in the off season, just, yeah. just, just trying to figure something out.
3: Yeah. Uh, the 360 smart beds, they're awesome uh thank you for joining us do you want to light up McLovin? can you light him up a little bit
6: uh i'll save it i'll save it oh you can't throw yeah not right now oh the shoulder yeah not right now how's the shoulder it's good it's good it's improving every day i mean it's better y- no surgery no, no 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 we're good i mean i could but i'd rather not you know i'd rather save that rep
3: how about we but... do how about you show us the deck dance in the in the commercial break
6: I bet we teach McLovin the we'll Dak teach dance. We'll
3: teach McLovin the Dak dance. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, Tua Tungabailoa and Derek Henry will join us. Have you been around Derek Henry? Sam? I have.
6: I trained with Derek Henry coming out in the combine. Incredible person. Incredible athlete. Uh, so I, would, I, I couldn't
3: imagine tackling him, though, Dak. Yeah, me either. I'm glad I'm on oh, offense. Oh, my God. Is he a big dude? All right. We'll take a break. Uh, Tua and Derek will join us in the final hour. Always great to see Dak Prescott. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show.
4: It's the greatest time of the year in sports, NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts.
1: Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show.
3: I'd like to thank our great crew here because we had quite a storm that came through last night. We lost a couple of computers here, a couple of uh, TV monitors. There was lightning that came through here. It was basically a big old storm that came through here. So the great folks behind the scenes who were here early and uh, cleaned up the mess to make it look at all pretty for TV. You can watch on Audience Channel 239. You'll find that on DirecTV. Also, BR Live and our great radio affiliates around the country. Full Sail University. Uh, I started the Dan Patrick School of Sports Casting, and this was a couple of years ago. We're now up to 300 students. We had our first graduating class. They got jobs. We got jobs at a couple of places ESPN, also uh, Nesson, New England Sports Network. They got a great program director on the ground there, Gus Ramsey. And if you want to be in this business, we will help you, whether in front of the camera, behind the camera. We created a bachelor's degree, it's in sports casting, not broadcasting, not communications. It's in sportscasting. For more information, go to fullsale.edu/dan Patrick. Dak's going to do well here, I think, with this contract coming up. <laughs> I think he I, I like how these guys who make this money and then the last thing they want to talk about is this money. Yes, he.
0: Well, there's a funny moment um, when Kirk Cousins was coming off the stage, yeah. and Dak is sort of walking on, and they like, "Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing?" You know, they know each other, whatever. And uh, how'd it go? And uh, Kirk says, uh, "Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, they talked about 15 minutes for about how much money I made. So hopefully, they're gonna do the same with you."
3: <laughs> but you know what? Those are those are rich people problems. Yeah, 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 Paul.
0: But if you think about it, the Cowboys got the first four years of Dak Prescott basically for free. From the quarterback position, what it should usually cost, he cost them almost zero. And so if they – I know this contract going forward is going to be a lot of money, but if he works out and he appears to be working out, over the course of a 12-year career, he's not going to be that expensive.
3: Yeah, two-time pro bowler. He was a rookie of the year. And, you know, you could tell where, you know, they're they're starting to trust him a little bit more. I know when last season started, I had been told uh, by a source, you know, they're going to throw the ball downfield, that uh, Dak is – and, and, you know, people, I think, started to get nervous because the cowboy way is you got that great offensive line and you got Zeke Elliott. They were going to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, Paul.
0: The day after Dak Prescott signs his new contract, Sleep Number should do a commercial where he falls onto a bed <laughs> a full, money, of cash, full of cash. And he
3: just... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His Sleep Number setting is... 85 million guaranteed. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, uh, Todd.
1: But Dak said it perfectly. That's a pretty good problem to have. If that's the trade off to make that kind of money, to have to deal with questions or people wanting to know or talking about your contract, that's not a bad trade. Yes,
4: McLovin. I had a vicious burn ready for him. Like a real bad one. I'm glad it didn't happen. Now that he's gone? Now that he's gone, I was going to say, I have nothing bad to say about him, but I did get that printout you wanted the week 16 Eagles Cowboys box score I'd run it over right before he threw Wow. It. Yeah, but That's then it. I found out he couldn't throw. He would have killed me. That would have been interesting. But he both Kirk and him are so nice.
3: Well, he's got the shoulder issue. Yeah. And that he didn't want to throw because of the shoulder issue. So I, I understood that.
4: Do you think Tua are we even gonna ask Tua to throw? I mean I, I guess it's I don't up think we head. should
3: ask Tua if he wants
4: to throw. Like <laughs> <laughs> let, let me see
3: how Tua is moving when he comes out here. This will be the only time we can beat Tua in a
0: 40-yard in a dash. Maybe. I'm going to guess. Yes, Paul. I'm curious if Tua is in a weird position with his health on what he answers today. It, it's apples and oranges with Kyler Murray in baseball football, but you know if Tua was perfectly healthy, it changes the draft completely. If he's not testing anything physically, I don't know what that does on draft day.
3: Well, there are a couple of guys now, believe it or not, who think Tua is is really the best quarterback in the draft. But but you're starting to get this, and that's where, you know, we always have these mock drafts, and then we go, oh, somebody's slipping. Well, the reason why they're slipping is the person who did the mock draft didn't have the right information, or they're just guessing with somebody. Yeah, I'm here, and this guy's moving up. Patrick Mahomes, if you go back and watch his play at Texas Tech, there wasn't a throw that he couldn't make. It was just... We looked at that, and you put an asterisk by it, and you go, yeah, but he's, he's facing, you know, Big 12, con- it's system quarterback there. Meanwhile, we're looking at Duke and North Carolina, and, you know, what are you taking away from that competition with those quarterbacks? But Daniel Jones and Mitchell Trubisky, who went higher you know, in their respective drafts than Patrick Mahomes did. Yeah, McLevin.
4: Yeah, and Justin Herbert's the, the other issue where you just look at that size and that yeah. arm and everything. If you were just like a, a raw scout and you saw those three guys, wouldn't you take Herbert? If you had Burrow, Tua, and Herbert just standing there?
3: There there were two scouts who said the following, uh, and, and they didn't attach their name to it, just so everybody knows. But they love... Tua, as a leader, they love it, that there is composure there. There's sort of a Russell Wilson feel to him.
0: Yes, boy We have some breaking Russell Wilson news. Uh, Confirm with Russ, baby number three on okay. the way. Yeah, yeah. Ru- Trey. I don't know if that's the name, actually. Just, Wait, just, they, they, oh, no. They, just the, a suggestion. The baby's al- on the way. On the way. Yeah. Russell Wilson, baby number three.
3: Russell Wilson, Jr., the third. Maybe yes. that's what they have. You know, Russ did reach out to me, and he said, look, you got four. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe I should have another one. And I said, put Sierra on the phone, then I talked to her just to kind of, you know, and then I let her talk to my wife, and I kind of negotiated this a little bit just to help him there, you know, because I have three daughters. I'm just trying to help him if he needed help, but that's what we do. You just give, give, give. Yes, Cedar. you have a, a thought for me, or you're just deep in thought? Deep in thought, okay. contemplating yeah. uh, you talking to Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> No. You know, you might want to let Russell. Yeah. Yes, Brittany. So,
1: now if this is a girl, do we go three Is that a possible name?
3: Three Ara. Uh,
1: is that a reach, maybe? I, mm.
3: I think it's kinda of funny. Three Ara. Three Although I like Trey
4: best, but Yes, McLeod. I'm curious, uh, so you're saying Tua might go number one? Is that where no. you're going Okay, no, you no, were no, just no. saying that, that people are excited about him as I, a prospect. That I don't think people I don't
3: think teams are afraid of that that injury. But, I mean, I would be just because of the position you play and how you play that position. You know, he's had surgeries here and, you know, a major surgery with your hip. But there, there's a lot of positives with Tua, a lot. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to join us, I believe, tomorrow. Is that right, Todd? That is correct. Okay. And Joe Burrow did it. But you're seeing a lot of these quarterbacks who do it for one year. If it was uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Joe Burrow at LSU, and I think that makes it harder for these scouts to go. Like, they want to see a larger sample size here. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't do it that long. But there is a feeling of Tua is a Baker Mayfield type of quarterback there, whatever you make of that. But, uh, you know, that's one one scout saying that with him. But trying to assess these guys, and especially somebody who's not going to be able to perform, now it's going to be they put you. they're going to get your medicals at the combine. They'll put you up on the whiteboard, and they'll say, all right, Here's the play. Draw it up for us, and then they get to interview you. I, you know, Tua will slay the interview part of this for sure. Yeah, Paul.
0: It, it, real quick, if you were Miami in a five spot and you could give up a first next year to move up to Cincinnati and get Burrow, would you do it, or would you sit and hope that Tua or Herbert fall to you?
3: Well, I think there's cons- there's growing speculation that you might have to go up higher than five to get Tua. That that's what I was told. Whether that is true or not. But right now, that you might have to go up higher than where the Dolphins are at five if you want to get Tua. Still got a lot of time, though, before the draft and the combine and everything else that goes on with that. Yes,
4: McClellan. I'm so excited, though. You got me so excited about Tua. I'm telling my friends, Dan thinks Tua's going for three.
3: (laughs) He might. You might have to go up higher than that to get him. That's where the Lions and the Giants are going to come in play, see if somebody wants to go up there and and get that. Because if you're Washington, you want Chase Young. Unless somebody really, really, really wants to,
0: it. All right, Derek Henry coming up. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. What is going on right, with Dion so, Waiters? Yeah, that's Dion Waiters.
4: Uh, had what was
7: initially I have a ruled. Confession.
4: As, go okay, go for it.
7: I have a confession.
4: You've
8: had you want, a weed gummy. You want confession no,
7: music? a friend of mine. He's a big guy, so he he took one. He didn't feel nothing, so he proceeds to eat the whole bag. Oh, geez. Yeah, so All I right, think. Well, uh, that's stupid. But hold on. And you hearing, got a big, stupid ass friend. But hold on. I'm hearing that's what uh, uh, Dion did. I'm not sure. Reportedly. Yeah, reportedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but they said like he ate a whole bag.
0: Man, man, popped them things like Skittles. Yeah, he, he was I mean, he was you're dumb. on the flight from Phoenix to L.A. He reportedly
4: overdosed on weed gummies, was okay, passed out on, on the plane, on, had a seizure when he woke up. Out.
7: You know that. You know they check. Well, I got a question. Does those do those weed gummies smell like weed? No, no I don't they smell so. it, no. no, they smell okay, like okay. Okay, because like I was say the flight from L.A.
8: to Phoenix. You're in the. You're in the air. What? You're in the air. Twenty yeah. 30, minutes.
7: Yeah, thirty minutes.
8: How many? As B Dog said, I think he got to the bottom of this thing. What did you do? Did you eat the just chug the bag down?
7: Yeah, he did. Like
8: seriously, like like Shaq with the new double stuff when they come in. I mean, it's like you know he ate a little too much.
7: So you think they? Uh, I, I heard David Stern. I right didn't hear. I just read. I just read the 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 top. Of I our going to read the whole thing. He said because and a lot of people feel this way. They they're giving us opioids. They're giving us painkillers and all this stuff. Should they just legalize marijuana? Wait
8: a minute. You just said something. They're giving you. Who yes. is they?
7: Oh, they is a the team
8: doctor's okay. buddy. Okay. If the team, yeah. if, it, if it's, yeah, if it's, it's you there's a big lesson. difference between no. a, a citizen who doesn't know, first of all, got it. what is Good in point. the gummies?
4: Yeah. They're not regulated. Well, it's not regulated. Apparently so. he got these from a teammate, but no, refused no, no. Uh-huh. to snitch on who it was.
7: No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking though. Should they just legalize this weed thing? No, what? no, well, because you know, because you know why it's already legal. In like ten it's already states already legal or in uh, more than that, more yeah. than that. I think like nineteen. Is it I'm, that many? Well, I'm talking. Should they take it off the NBA drug list? Then
8: I would take it off the NBA drug list, but only yeah. in the cities where, in the states where it's
2: legal. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.